0: On this week's AV Social, we talk networking and lucky you dating tips. A majority of industry events have been canceled or postponed, but they will come back. On today's AV Social, we'll get the best ideas on networking and why it's such an important part of your sales and marketing strategy. The Network for the AV Industry.
1: What are you listening to? This. This is AV.
0: This. This. This is is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Social, Episode 57, Networking and Dating Tips.
2: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by...
0: Sure.
3: Sound Extraordinary.
4: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next AV Social. Uh, my name is Dawn Mead, and I am one of your hosts here. And today, we're going to be talking about networking tips. Yes, I know a majority of our industry events have been canceled or postponed, and We've all learned the term social distancing. Those events will, however, come back again and you will return to the trade show floor and all the after hours parties. So when you do, what are some of the best ways to connect with those that you can help and those that can help you? Are there ways to network remotely while we're all self-quarantining? On today's AV Social, we will get the best ideas on networking and why it's such an important part of your sales and marketing strategy. As usual, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Kelly Perkins. Kelly, hey, how are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm social distancing and um, enjoying some time at home.
4: <laughs> right on, right on.
0: Um, thank you, Dawn. We really appreciate it. Uh, we have a whole bunch of guests on today. Woo-hoo! We have uh, Miss Kate Cauldron from Innovative Collaboration. How are you, Kate?
5: Good. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. And we have Lexi Peters. She is new, a new guest on our show today. Uh, she's with USC. How are you, Lexi? I am so great. And that's and Joe you- in the background, I see. Oh, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say,
4: we got a cameo with Joe way behind
0: Go her. Joe on there. a
1: scooter, got a rep, rep <laughs> the big man.
4: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: And then down below, we have another new guest, Matt Pruitt from AV Solutions down in New Orleans. How are you, Matt?
2: Hey, guys. Doing good.
0: Awesome. And then we have our industry veteran, Krista Bender from Pivot. How are you? I'm good. I'm delighted to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much.
4: We are delighted as usual to have you, Krista.
0: (laughs) Yay! Yay! So, So,
4: yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kelly.
0: No, I was just going to say, so kind of getting back to the event stuff, uh, let's take some time and maybe just discuss the appropriate... Types of things we do at events since we have some time for training and learning and all of this stuff, and we're stuck at home, right? <laughs> um, so when you're when you do go to an event, you know what do you do when you first walk into a room? What are what are some just kind of common courtesies, uh, advice, suggestions? Um, Kate, maybe we'll start with you.
5: Sure. The first thing that I usually do when I walk into any event, whether it's a trade show or you know, a networking event that's smaller, community event, I always try and find the people that I know. (laughs) It's usually the first thing that I do, just kind of break the ice and see, say hello to everybody that um, I'm friends with or have networked with before. And usually it kind of helps lead and start the conversation with somebody else that they may know that I might not know. And it just kind of helps break the ice and get the ball rolling. Awesome yeah how about you matt
2: yeah so all of all of the things that i'm thinking of i stole from somebody else don't <laughs> tell anyone like this is just us this is a call between us right like nobody else, <laughs> else. um no nothing i say it's scientific but one of the, the best ways that i've found to really work well is when you walk the room talk to the check-in people so mm. the people that are sitting you know, at the, the door checking people's names off are typically the people who know who's there, right? Um, and so if you become friends with them first and just ask the question, hey, I'm trying to get in touch with you know, IT leaders here, they usually know who those people are. Um, and sometimes they're also involved in like selling sponsorships, so they know some like higher ups too. So, you can usually get in there first. The first thing, get the people that you want, and they'll point them out to you in the crowd. And you just kind of make your beeline. That way, you can make the most of your time.
4: That's a great tip. That's like uh, make friends with the gatekeepers. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. So, Lexi, how about you? What do you do first when you go to an event or walk in a room?
1: Okay, so I'm going to be really candid with you. I have um, a resting mean face. Um, so I look pretty brutal a lot of times and that was um, some feedback I had gotten a couple years back. So the first thing I do anytime I walk into any event now is put a smile on my face, look approachable. Um, and then I typically get a drink so I can have something in my hand instead of just awkwardly wavering around. Um, that, that tends to help keep At least something occupied, and then you can you can sit during awkward pauses. Um, But and then I just like kind of like Kate said, I just go and find somebody I either know or know the most about, and then introduce myself and just go in on it and just you know um, start talking about them pretty immediately, and that usually gets the conversation going pretty quickly. Everyone wants to talk about themselves, especially if they're trying to sell something. Um, So just going right from there, and you know just being a kind A kind face and a kind person and a pleasant person to talk to. um, I think that's always been a really good um, strategy of mine, I guess.
4: That's great advice. As someone else that occasionally comes up with RBF. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Krista, how about you? Uh, As one of our pros here, you should be expert at this. What do do we got?
3: Um, If I'm going into a trade show environment, whether it's regional or well, if it's regional, it's going to be different than an Infocom or ISC. Because if it's regional, chances are there's about 10 to 12 vendors set up in the ballroom. Um, so usually what I try to do for the regional events is I want to go um, make time with them. I want to see what they have, talk to them, whether it's about projects I'm working on or new products they have or whatever it is. Um, so I take the time to to actually talk to them. And then... On the way or during, usually I run into somebody I know if it's not one of the vendors and, you know, I'll talk to them. But usually I try to blow that out first and then um, leave the rest of the time at the regional event for networking, which usually rolls into the, the happy hour they do or networking hour anyway. Um, Infocom or ISC are like different beasts just because there's so many multiple days. But I, how I approach those and not that it's necessarily networking, but I make a list because there's hundreds or thousands of, of vendors to, to visit and you have a million halls to walk into. So I make a list of who I want to hit. And then like, I rack up 20 million, uh, Fitbit steps and go visit them. <laughs> and then along the way, say hi to people that I, you know, run into or, or whatever. Um, when it's more of like a networking event or, uh, or whatever kind of event. Um, I kind of do what Kate does, I think, where I I look around the room, see if there's anybody I recognize um, off the bat. I may or may not go over to them, but just I I do a quick, uh, you know, survey, like where are the exits? Do I need to tuck and roll? Where's my grab bag? (laughs) And I usually walk to the bar is usually what I do. And then by the, the second or third trip to the bar, <clears throat> no judging. Um, I make time with the bartender if, if they're having a nice time just to figure out like what's going on um, at the at the um the events they do, at the facility we're at. Not necessarily I don't I don't care about selling anything to them. I just want to know what's going on, especially if it's in like a new area. Like next year if ISC really goes to Barcelona, I want to make time with people to know what to do when I'm not at the trade show. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Um that's kind of how my flow when I go into a, a networking environment. And then you know I'll start talking to people and whatever. And I kinda unless I specifically want to target somebody for a specific reason to have a conversation with them, I kind of let the conversation go its own course. Like if we just want to nerd out and talk about doctor who and cycling, I'll do that. Like I won't talk work at all uh, with somebody, you know, and then if they want to talk more about work specific things, I'm cool with that too, because I've often find I mean, talking work. I'm not trying to sell them or myself or my services. So, You know, getting to actually know somebody, I think, just goes such a long way with building that relationship.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, uh, I think Kate and Krista and and basically everybody said it. You know, one of the first things we do is find those people we know because I think that's human nature. We we like comfortable. We like the same. We like our friends, obviously. Uh, we wouldn't be <coughs> friends if we didn't like them, but. What do you do or what happens, you know, aside from being just generally socially anxious, (laughs) what do you do or how do you develop a strategy if you're going into a networking event where you're not going to know anybody, whether it's a new vertical that you might be trying to break into or a new geographic area that you don't have a lot of folks? Is there a way to sort of plan or strategize that? Um, Anybody jump in if you have an idea, because I sure don't. (laughs)
2: So I kind of want to build off of, I think Lexi, you, you had mentioned making sure you're not talking about yourself or you're not selling. There's always groups of people that are doing that at networking events that I find. And so one of the things that I try to look for is groups of two, because generally if you're in a conversation with somebody and you want to get out of it, you have to find some exit path, right? You have to get the grab bag and go right. Tuck and roll. Um, so if you see a group of two, go, go to them, introduce yourself. It usually gives someone like that ability to get out of that conversation. And so you can kind of make your way around the room. And people, so Then are, you're stuck with them? <laughs> yeah, you're stuck. Well, you try to, you know, if you listen, you kind of figure out what, who's the one that you need to uh, ditch, right? <laughs> right,
1: right. Oh,
3: that's awesome.
1: Um. So I'm also noticing that, well, I'm very new to the industry. I'm kind of one of those people that end up falling into it. Um, so like this is my very first year in the AV industry full time and going to these events. Like I'm still very new. I've not yet been to an Infocom yet. Um, hopefully this upcoming one. But one thing I have done at a lot of events because I do have a little bit of social anxiety Um, is all, (laughs) this sounds so terrible, but whatever. (laughs) I'll I'll say like, oh, I just wanted to meet you real quick. And then so that offers me like this, like, oh, gotta go. Like, you know, because I prefaced it. So if it is like an awkward situation that I just like don't want to be a part of anymore, I have that exit. If not, they're even more flattered that you decided to spend more time with them and you kind of get lost in that conversation. So it's allowing it's kind of allowing both, like, forgiveness for the both of you already if, like, it turns out to be, like, a weird situation. Um, that, and then also if I don't know anyone, finding, somehow, turning the conversation to find something or someone we do have in common so that even if they're not there, you could still use them as, like, a bridge to start conversations, you know, etc. cetera.
4: Oh, that's great advice. And I, I, when you were saying that, I was like – that's similar to like if you ask a friend to text you in 10 minutes after when you start a date, yeah. if, you, if you text them first, like, oh, got to go. There's an emergency with my dog or whatever.
3: Yeah. Cause most of the bathrooms don't have windows that you can crawl out of anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: this month on AV social, both dating and networking tips for you folks. Uh, considered a bonus. <laughs> Uh, Kate, do you have any advice for strategy uh, when you don't know anyone going into a networking event?
5: Yeah, a lot of the you know, bigger events like Infocom and ISC, they can be extremely overwhelming. You know, you have, there's so many people to interact with and you just can kind of stray aimlessly if you don't really have a, um, a plan. That was kind of me at ISC. It was just like, what do I do? Who do I talk with? Um, Alicia Henley from The Smooth Factor, she gave me a great tip. Before any of the you know trade show starts, look at the list. Most of the time, they're online on the website, and this can even happen for local events too. Usually, they have a list of who's going to be there or who's attending the event, and find kind of the top ten people that you would like to meet with, um, and find out a little bit about them. Like, see if they have social networks. Look at their website. Just make yourself familiar with them, um, and then go in with this list of people. He you would just like to interact with and that can kind of be your starting point and then you know go from there i really like that
2: because a lot of those those meeting apps do have that messaging Mm -hmm. component in them too so you can hit people up saying hey i'm going to be you know by the starbucks or whatever at 10 i'd love to connect with you if you can make it you know that that's a good idea
4: it's a great idea. And in the business world, we call that doing some research and preparing for a meeting. <laughs> Although in the dating world, we might call that minor cyber stalking. <laughs> so uh,
0: don't make... Important in both, though. Whatever. You guys Google people before you go on a date. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I
4: think it's essential to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so events, I mean, obviously right now we're in the midst of all the cancellations and the uncertainty of what they might be, but... Let's pretend it's a for real normal year. <laughs> what are some of the best events to network at? Uh, regional, national, local? Uh, feel free to name events by name or feel free to just say, I prefer this type of event. Um, let's start with Matt this time. What, what do you got? What's your best kind of events for networking?
2: You started with the wrong person. <laughs> um, I'm also very new to the industry and um, I'm actually in the process of building my list of events, you know, from a local perspective, there's a lot of like business publications and chambers of commerce events, things like that, where we know we can connect with kind of some higher ups in the business world. Um, there are some local regional conferences that are more it related or technology related where we have looked at doing, um, you know, either trade show booths or just being active there. Um so I am really interested in listening to the rest of you guys' answers because I'm I'm making my list.
4: I'll tell you what, we'll go to Lexi next because she's the other noob and then the rest of us can fill you guys in. You can just sit and take notes the rest of this question. Lexi do, here. Yeah, yeah do do you have any best events yet or are you just gonna take some notes with Matt? Yeah so
1: um I was talking to my boss, Jimmy yesterday. Um, we were just kind of going over this. I, 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 was trying to do some research before coming into this. so I did like a Twitter poll and I did, and then I talked to both my bosses and we were talking about it and he prefers like smaller regional areas because I feel like those connections, first of all, it's easier to connect just because you have the fact that you live in the same area in common. So, you know, for, um, what are we called? Angelonians? I don't even know what we're called. But uh, for people in Los Angeles or Orange County, you know, we can immediately talk about something like that, and then kind of build that connection. Um, Or, you know, like, they're just more relevant to help us just because they're closer. So he really likes the regional events. But my thing is, I've been to um, quite a few national conferences. And I think conferences are kind of like, like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, because everyone's going there, they're psyched, they're ready to meet people, like everyone's putting their best foot forward. You know, it's not this casual thing. It's like this thing they've been planning for months, and they're putting a lot of effort in. So I think that's where you can really just increase your network tenfold, just because of how many, you know, connections you get just by making one connection, you know. Um, And so I really love the national events and making that impression. You you have to go in, like go hard. You know, um, one strategy I used at a conference was um, anything I I give out this um, business card that's like tactile, like you can feel it. And that's always a conversation piece, and I don't know why it worked so well. But um, I've had people where I give them that card after our conversation, and then we talk about, oh, look, the card—you could feel it; it's so cool. And then when I go and reach out to them afterwards, just to make that connection, maybe on LinkedIn, they'll be like, "You're the girl with the card. I remember you," and different things like that. Like people are ready and excited. Whereas in regional events, I feel like. Sometimes people don't bring their cards. It's like more casual. You just show up after work, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. But I think those, um, the national events are really where you can take advantage of the hype around everything and everyone's willingness to just meet more people and um, do more things.
4: Yeah, all right, Kate or Krista, whichever one of you jump on in. What do you guys? Uh, what are your favorite events? Local, regional, national, international.
3: I gotta say, I, I love the card thing, and we our business cards are square. Not, you know, cool. It's got. I think like a. Well, I just put a bunch of lotion in the basket and all my skin, so it feels weird now. But. Um. <laughs> You can tell I've been like locked in my house, locked in too much TV. But the the card thing is great, and because it is a square card and it does feel a little um, funky, it is um, cool. And what I like about cards, as you can see, I wrote my new phone number on there for myself. But like in general, sometimes too, when I'm at events and if I meet somebody and we had a great conversation, I will put a note on the back. Um, I don't know if my stack of cards here from people have an example of that but you know I'll be like oh we talked about this on this date or we met here like because usually then you go back and you you stalk them on LinkedIn and you become friends and you know if you don't talk again for a year or two I'm like who is this why am I connected to them you know like but you know if I have the business card and I made a note somewhere which I wish oh I do see I have one I met somebody to translate I met them at inbound in Boston in 2016 yeah. like So that's like just something for me to remember of like oh yeah um so great good job Lexi on the on the cards there Um, regional versus national okay so I think it depends upon how not that you have to go into each event uh, with a specific mindset for networking but I think it depends upon what you want to achieve and what you're trying to do I I find for the regional events I can network best with manufacturers when it's regional. They have more time for you. There's not as a thousand people in their booth that you can't get to them. Um, So if you really want to get to know somebody from a manufacturer side to, to really, you know, develop a better relationship with them, I think the regional events really work well for that. Not to say you couldn't, you know, accidentally run into somebody at ISC or Infocom, but truth be told, you're going to do it after 10 beers. And are you going to remember the next day you talk to each other? (laughs) first <laughs> right. story uh whereas the more national events um you know i think that tends to be more for a colleague level kind of like this you know where um, getting to know people that are on east coast west coast that you never see or different country and or potential clients as well that happen to be at the, the show i think those tend to be better for um networking um a lot of times too like if i'm at an event even if um Kind of to go back to the last question, if I don't know anybody, um, I was at a marketing event that was outside of our industry last year, and I knew nobody there. And at one point, um, we're doing like one of the little um, in-between session awkward thing where you're not in the bathroom, so you don't know what to do. You got to talk to people. <laughs> you know, I find somebody that, that was in one of the sessions I, I sat in on, and I just went over and talked to them like, hey... You know, I saw you were in the session, blah, 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 that we were just in. What you think? I thought it was pretty cool because of this, right? And then then I asked them what other sessions they do because oftentimes with those kinds of things, there's so many offered in a day, you can't go to all of them. You have to pick and choose and you hope you pick the correct one because you don't want to be sitting there bored for the next hour. So I find like if you're in an event like that where you don't know people, that's a great icebreaker of like, hey. What events have you sat in on and let them talk to you? Because sometimes um, people really just want to talk, but they don't know how to. So if you ask them that question, they'll start talking.
4: Excellent. And Kate, how about you? What, what, uh, what do you got on uh, types of shows? What do you find the best for networking, worst for networking? or
5: Events are one thing, obviously, that our industry does really, really well, whether it's uh, locally, regionally, or obviously nationally and internationally. I think some of my favorite ones to attend are the Avixa Women's Council um, on the local level. Those are always fantastic to attend um, and you get to know people that are in your general area um, and just business, you know, colleagues from from different areas. Uh, NSCA has a great business leadership conference that uh, we just had in Dallas that was amazing. Uh, And then obviously there's the infocoms and ISEs, which are like the Mac daddy (laughs) events in our industry. But those are honestly my favorite because those are the events while they're overwhelming and exhausting and you're just go, go, go the whole week. They're also where you have everybody all together. So you have your, you know, the press and you have other fellow integrators on the integrator side and you have your manufacturers and the end users. So it's everybody all together at one spot. And I just love it. Like the rush is just fantastic, and you can get a lot accomplished in that week. And uh, if you plan it out, they're super effective and fun. And yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and Lexi, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, absolutely. You an idea. How how many of you guys use the LinkedIn app while you're at events? Are you familiar with the? I, I do. The LinkedIn code at the top.
1: Oh, where you can just scan people?
2: Yeah, yeah. So you just, it's like a little QR code. Yeah. And you can oh, pull that Oh, you can directly
1: out. connect. Cool.
2: Directly connect. So if other people have the LinkedIn app, they can literally just scan your code and then you connect instantly there. So it's like, Oh. kind of cool. like the business card idea. If you have something that's really interesting. That's cool. That's usually, for me anyway, it's usually a good icebreaker. You're teaching someone how to use the technology.
5: Yeah.
2: Plus... When you're doing your follow-ups after the event, they have this nice picture of you, they have your name, you have their contact information. So it, it kind of, it's a good memory jog, right? It's kind of like if you follow up, you know, the email to the business card you got with a picture of yourself in the email saying, hey, it was great to meet you linkedin kind of has that piece built in which
3: that was not how i thought that conversation was gonna go that was good that yeah, i matt. learned something i thought you were gonna be like well stalk them yeah like this <laughs> no.
4: yeah 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 no i'm with you chris i was i'm sitting here like you can i didn't do know i could do that either
3: like oh That's okay awesome. like all right i'm in a room with
2: eight people go all right matt you just yeah.
4: made your appearance here worth your while so way to go boy <laughs> <laughs> on the invite back list please uh,
2: Yeah. If LinkedIn (laughs) is listening, please send me the check. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right.
4: Uh, So, I mean, you know, Kelly, between you and I, I mean, for for Matt and Lexi's sake as the newer folks in the industry and for anybody's sake, you know, I, I mean, I've found in my career when I was an integrator on a local level, regional integrator, I got the most actionable benefit out of the local shows the E4 tour, the the, the Simco rep tour, you know the little guys that would come to town and and show us uh-huh. the things, you know the dozen of booths in the in the ballroom, and then you can actually take classes and not worry about missing four halls of right. <laughs> of running around to booths, and those sorts of things are better for like direct actionable work as well as things like the BLC. But I found that overall in my career, going to the bigger things like the Infocomms. The folks that you meet there, you never know how they will impact your career. And, you know, so for those of you that are new guests, I shifted from being a small regional integrator two years ago to being an end user for a very large international company. And now I'm in charge of finding integrators and manufacturer partners around the world. And so right now I'm going back through that stack of cards like Krista has going, oh my God, I know I have somebody in... New Orleans, Matt, or I, ha- I know I know I have somebody in Alabama, I need a, an integrator in Alabama, you know, and and being able to go back and find these folks, um, I would say if you're listening or watching this, don't write any size or location show out just because of the size or location of your company. You'll just find different use for each. Kelly, have you found that to be your experience? Because I know you're yeah. kind of like me, you've been around the national international stuff, and you've been like hyper local, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I like small events because it feels more intimate, I guess. Like you can, you know, like Krista said, you can, you know, if it's a regional show or just a smaller event, you can hang out with, you know, a smaller group all day and then grab a beer later. Um, you know, I've done a couple, like, retreats, which are really cool because then you get to spend multiple days with people, which is neat too because – You just meet people on a different level. Um, Yeah, it kind of goes the gamut. I mean, when I was at AVI Systems, we did regional shows, but we'd have, you know, 50 different shirts come and attend. So you get to know them real well (laughs) because you're with them all day. And our industry is so, you know, I hate to use the word incestuous, because, but like people move. Intertwined. intertwined, There you go. People move from (laughs) job role to job role and company to company that, you know chances are if you meet them you know 10 years ago they could be working for another company in the industry in a completely different location too so you know it's it's intertwined it's it's you know as far as the large shows i love well first of all i love all events because i love getting to see people in real life um but the large events are super fun too the only thing that um The the only negative about the large events like Infocom and ISD to me is they get so overwhelming. And I find myself running myself like ragged at them, trying to do everything that I need or want to do. Um, And I'm like running from one show hall floor to another to another, trying to connect with this person and that person. Then I feel guilty if I can't meet up with somebody. But I don't know; it's probably for lack of planning too. So
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's operator really error because there's everything's like at the same time, like right? You no, know, like it used to be like even like five six years ago you know, you could pretty much plan your, your night and be like, okay, cool. Tuesday night, there's these two things and I can attend both of them. You know, I can Irish goodbye here and make it to that in time. And, you know, same for Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, and if I get the invite to there, that could be my bigger, better deal to go to that. Now, every night there's like 10 things to do. And it's like, how do you do it? And then, right. you know, and then you just throw it all out the window. Cause then if you really get the chance that your client then is, uh, has an available moment, it's like, cool, then I'm going to take you somewhere, you know, and we're going to go do something like, um, yeah, it gets hard. I, I really enjoy the big events, but man, they are, um, they wear you out.
0: Yeah. You and know, I you- think about it back to like when I used to work in Badio and we would just like, there wasn't any stress or anything on that level because Excuse me. All we did was like we'd work the show every day and then we'd go to dinner together And that was like it like that was what was expected, you know And I feel like and maybe it's just because I don't work for a manufacturer anymore But I feel like it's shifted so much where like you said Krista. There's just so many things going on which is good gives us options right, right more more activity and people are evolving excuse me and whatnot, but yeah, it's the bigger ones to me, just they stress me out a little bit more.
3: <laughs> you have to find the balance too. like you want to have fun when you're at these events, because usually you're in cool locations, unless it's Orlando. Um, yeah, I said that Orlando. So you you know, you, you want to have fun meeting up with people you've either just met for the first time in real life or that you you've known forever. But then you also have, uh, at least I do have at some point the ROI of going back that I need to be able to see if I can get a client out of this at some point Mm -hmm. too. Like, so then there's that added stress of having fun and you know, can you score a deal or two while you're there? Or even if it's not right then and there, like sign my hand, you know, you get it after the, uh, the event. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, it makes the, the time we live in now really cool because, um, everything's digital, you know, it's really easy now to, um, Hit somebody up on Snapchat or LinkedIn or an email or give them a call because you know sometimes 1983 is cool, and you know connect with somebody um, that you've met. Whereas you know before now, you know 20 years ago, all right, I'll see you next year in Vegas. You know because if if it's somebody that is you know on the other side of the country, you would never see them again until the next big show. So I don't know. I think it's just very cool now that you know when you meet somebody, you can easily keep up with them digitally you know, in a variety of ways.
4: Which is the perfect segue to our final uh, question today. You know, how, how can we, re- we uh, connect remotely or online, especially as we're all, you know, social distancing? Can it be as effective or at least effective during these strange times? Um, Krista it said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We keep in touch far better now than we ever did 15, 20 years ago. Um, folks, what, what, what do you find are some of the best ways to connect remotely or online?
0: chat
1: I, I feel like this is a good point to segue into my twitter poll that i did with <laughs> fellow av tweets so it, i feel like our industry especially is just you know thriving in a lot of ways uh, because we're familiar with this technology we're not scared of it um in a lot of ways and a lot of people are just saying like especially kaleo like they have virtual happy hours like just something chill and relaxed and it doesn't have to be like a big thing, you know, show up if you can or not um, on Sundays, just being a part of like the Twitter AV and the AM hashtag conversations, here. Um, just, you know, just going out there and putting yourself out there for, I think, I think we're making it sometimes you can make it into bi- too big of a thing and it has to be this formal setting and it has to be like, a, okay, everyone be here at this time for this zoom call. Like it's a meeting for work. But you know, if we want to develop those authentic, genuine relationships, sometimes it's like, hey, do you have do you have time for you know a ten minute break from work just to have a little virtual chat, virtual coffee, um, uh, just like simple things like that. I think are really fun and actually is kind of this you know it sucks that we're in the whole COVID nineteen situation, but I think it's forcing all of us to really get familiar with these strategies and. Really connect on it in a on a different level, you know. Especially when they're um, zooming from their homes, you know. There's always like a dog or a cat who walks in. You know, you just get to know a little bit more about them than you would <laughs> on in at some conference. You know, it's 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 fun. I think it's exciting.
4: I, I will say I, I mentioned on Twitter yesterday for anyone that saw it. After 20-some years in this industry, my almost 80... Oh, there's a puppy. Hi, hi puppy. After 20-some after years in the industry, my almost 80-year-old mother finally understands what I'm doing for a living. She used to think I sold TVs like at Best Buy, and we were talking about <laughs> Zoom telehealth and all the remote school and everything, and she was just amazed by the technology. I'm like, that's what I do. I do that. That's... <laughs> she
3: gets it now. so, so, so thank funny. Thank you. I think COVID. my dad still thinks I sell
4: TVs at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but Lexi's dead on right. I mean, we, we are familiar with this. Why, why can't we use it? And Oh, Kate brought a puppy too. And we heard Kelly's earlier. No, I want a puppy. I want to be quarantined with a puppy. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also think there's a benefit, you know, both in person and digital of just um, being in front of the same people. So like if it's an annual event, if you're there, you know, three, four years in a row, I hate this term, but like, you're creating a personal brand. People know you as, Hey, it's Matt, the whatever expert or whatever. And so I found like going recurring, uh, going to recurring events or being in touch with the same people over and over again, you kind of have, you create this little tribe of people who then start to refer you to other people as you know, it's Matt, the expert of whatever. Um, Mm -hmm and I I learned a really valuable lesson doing that because I used to get really fed up going to like local events because everybody's trying to sell me something. I'm like, Oh, there's no, there's nobody here. I want to talk to But I realized once I stopped doing that, that group of people just assigned somebody else, the brand, it's no longer Matt, the expert of whatever it's now, you know, Bob is now the expert of whatever. And so Bob would get all the referrals to things. So, um, I think whatever kind of technology you use or or in person um, the benefit of just staying in front of people over and over again, I think is is strong. Mm
3: -hmm. I love video conferencing. Like I I use zoom all the time myself and I've been um, a remote worker now for four years. The rest of my team is out in um, Salt Lake City. I'm outside Philadelphia, but um, for a while there I had an a colleague, that was West Coast, she was out in LA. And um, she was getting used to being a remote worker as well. And um, so I would like tell her, you know, how I would approach things and do things. And then like on a Friday, like today, I'd be like, hey, do you want me to open up a wormhole? And you know, I'd I'd open up a Zoom call, and for like, we'd leave it open for two hours and we would get work done, but then we would have the chance to be able to look at each other, even though we were across the country and have quick questions like, Hey, I'm working on this and I'm doing this, you know, what do you think? And, you know, I, I do that all the time. And I, I didn't say that to everybody. I'm like, you want me to open up a wormhole? You know, like we're some sci-fi, futuristic people, but I just, I, I love the ability to see somebody when I'm talking to them. It's easier with taking the social cues too. Like, you know, when you're on an audio call and everybody's talking at the same time, because you can't see each other that ever, you know, when they want to talk, like, yeah, I just think, um, you know, like for now, and so now we have a ton of people that have to work remote, you know, that have never done it before across all ages. And they have no idea what to do. They don't have any idea if they should get out of their pajamas or wear pants. Like, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's been really interesting for me to HSO. Yeah, <clears throat> things for people that are even not in our industry. that are now, you know, working remotely. They're like, what do I do? You know, how do I do that? Like, um, I had, um,
0: it was last week, last Thursday, I had 11 video calls, which is my, the most I've ever had in one day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for those people that say like, don't you get so lonely? By the end of the day, I was like exhausted. Like I can't. It was talk like being in the team. office, right? right? And walking into like, 11. I'm hours. done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need a beer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I will say just this week, I have had, in addition to regular work video calls, two video workouts with my gym, and a video doctor's appointment. So, you know, we we all adapt, and uh, these these digital tools, be they social media or Zoom, FaceTime, whatever your flavor of choice is, you know, this is kind of the way we're going to network, at least for the foreseeable future. So uh, learn it, live it, love it, people. So I guess we're kind of wrapping up here. We've sort of networked to death. Uh, I personally want to thank all of our guests for being here because I literally am in self-isolation for the next four days. And this is the first I've actually gotten to talk to and see people um, since the doctor told me that. Hooray. Hooray. But uh, what is tradition here at AV Social and AV Nation in general is we go around at the end of every show and we ask all of our guests to tell us where they can, we can find you on social media, online, or in person. Not in person these days, though. So uh, running around, folks,
5: uh, Kate, where can folks find you or your company or anything you'd like to plug here at the end of the show? You can find Innovative Collaboration at ICAVN.com and you can follow me on Twitter at TastefullyKate. Fantastic.
4: Thanks for coming. And I do appreciate it. And cute puppy. Uh, <laughs> cute.
5: Thanks for having me.
4: Lexi and Dr. Joe behind you there. Where can folks find you? <laughs> well, USC, people know where that is, but yeah. where can folks find you in your AV group?
1: Um, so I'm at, I'm at nice one Lex on all social. But more importantly, follow at it's Joe's Joe on Twitter, where we get to just make fun of Joe all day long. It's a good time.
4: It is a good time. I love Joe's <laughs>
5: Joe Twitter Joe. accounts.
4: But <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming, Lexi. Appreciate it. Matt, where can folks find you or your company?
2: Sure. So uh, we're on all the socials um, under AV Solutions BR, like Baton Rouge. Um, and one of the things that you guys mentioned, uh, about people are freaking out about video conferencing. We just wrote a blog about video conferencing etiquette basics, uh, that we posted to our website. So yeah, go there, check it out, share it because people need it.
4: Absolutely. And on your own, in your own private space, laissez le bon temps rouler, my friend. (laughs) Krista, how about you? Where can folks find you or your company?
3: Uh, you can find uh, Pivot uh, at pivotslc, like saltlakecity.com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn with my name, Krista Bender, uh, Krista, Christ with an A, Bender like the robot. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat by looking up AV Krista. You can find me that way. Um, If you see me on uh, Instagram, don't judge, because I may be going outside on my bike. I'm staying away from people, but I'm not staying totally self-quarantined. So if you want to live vicariously through someone who's leaving their four walls, follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Don't do.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming, and uh, convey to all of your your co-workers out in Salt Lake City, we hope everything is cool there, because on top of the pandemic, we need an earthquake. Let's... uh,
3: yeah. They had a kick-ass earthquake this week. So, but they're all good. Um, I think the only thing that was lost was a couple of bottles of wine, which is a travesty, but it's better than human life. So.
4: That's very true. And whoever's playing Jumanji quit it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, my lovely co-host, where can folks find you or your company or whatever you'd like to plug here at the end of the show?
0: Uh, Kelly P Perkins, uh, at Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all the social channels. Um, The P is for Patricia. It's my middle name. Uh, And yeah, that's where I am. All right. In addition to
4: being here on AV Social, of course. Yes, that as well. Yes. And I am, of course, Dawn Mead, your host. And there's a baby now. Hi, baby, with Lexi. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I'm easily distracted. I've been home alone for far too long now. Uh, as I was saying, I'm Dawn Mead. I am working for a company that I can't tell you the name of, but you can always find me on LinkedIn and the proper social te- uh, networks as Dawn Mead. If uh, you're on the fun social networks like the Insta and the Snappy and the and the uh, Twitters, I am at Av Dawn. And of course, you can always find me here with Kelly and our friends at avnation.tv, hosting the AV social show and cropping up on other shows whenever Tim is crazy enough to allow me to. Um, Speaking of avnation.tv, we would love to be your AV source for news and information during this time of crisis and when things are oh hunky-dory. So check us out at avnation.tv. And while you're there, make sure you check out our underwriters section to see all those fantastic companies that make our shows worth it. Thank you so much, and we appreciate you watching and listening to AV Social. We'll see you the next time. Bye.